Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Manhattan-bound B Express train. The next stop is Grand Street. Mind the gap. Hello and welcome to Skylines, the City Metric podcast. I'm Stephanie. And I'm John. And uh, today we're basically just we're just going to muck around. I'm not going to lie to you. We don't have any plan whatsoever for this one. We're just going to—it's it's Christmas. What do you expect from us? We're just going to—we're just going to wave goodbye to the appalling trash fire that has been the world in 2016 and look ahead to the bright new trash fire that is the world in 2017. So, happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas, John. How's your year been? It's not been as bad as the world's year has been. I've had a pretty good year, actually. I've moved house, as our listeners have heard all about. I'm settled in my new environment. We've got a Christmas tree up. Everything's quite chirpy around Casa Boland. That's that's good. Do you think that was a good trade-off? Like, do you think it was worth setting the world on fire to, to for you to have a nice year? I'm not sure I was personally responsible for it, John. But let's imagine that you are. Would you, if you if you were offered the choice, would you have taken this, or would you have like suffered a bit to save the world from Brexit and Donald Trump? You can't ask me this at Christmas. What kind of horrible Christmas gift is this? I've so, um, made you a lovely present this for this like, podcast. It's a sick inversion of It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, let's, 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 let's forget this and do the things we're actually going to talk about rather than this weird form of torture. So you had an interesting idea, which is that you think a lot of Christmas songs are about cities. Yeah, which, we could talk about the City Metric Christmas playlist. Okay, what is on the City Metric Christmas playlist? I mean, obviously you've got Fairy Tale of New York. A classic. I think one of the best Christmas songs, actually. Really? Yeah, okay. really. I'd go with I Believe in Father Christmas, which is probably not No, you see, that makes me cry, so I can't... I know, that's what's great about that. I know, you see, I quite like Fairy Tale of New York for a similar thing, though, in that I like a song where there's a proper argy-bargy in the middle of it. Also, it's very funny... You're so northern. <laughs> also, it's very funny if you go on YouTube and you look up Fairy Tale of New York in Irish or Ask Wilga and listen to it in Irish... It's incredibly good because none of the lines scan and you see the raw panic on people's faces as they try and make this Irish Christmas song actually fit. So I'm, I think I'm quite warm to it for that reason. Okay, cool. It's a very niche reason, I realise. That, that's quite niche. But yeah, I mean, it's fun. I mean, I just, it's about a city. It's really all I have. It is about a city. What other Christmas songs are about cities? Uh, well, it's not, it's, it's not just cities. It's the city metric topics, really. So I think uh, White Christmas is about climate change. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. Because, you know, there won't be any white Christmases 
once we've got global warming. Um, let me just look at the Arctic. Um, we've got Driving Home for Christmas. This is obviously about uh, transport infrastructure. It is. It is. Are there any Christmas songs about the tube? I'm not sure there are. I don't think so. They're off the top of my head. Maybe any listeners who are musical, if you can write the first Christmas song about the tube, we'll send you some kind of reward. There haven't been many hit songs about the tube, it must be said. No. Um, too Down in the tube station at midnight by the yeah, jam. Yeah, yeah, but that's not very Christmassy, is it? It's not very Christmassy, but it does have a good fight in. It, it does, so, yeah. <laughs> 2,000 Miles by the Pretenders is, uh, I mean, that's about, that's, it's just a sort of nerdy thing we could, we could analyse on Citymetric. That would go. You on. could, that's about distances, space, time, all of your favourite things. Do we think Christmas wrapping by the waitresses is set in the city? Because they seem to live in a very limited geography, because she bumps into this guy a lot. I mean, that does imply a certain sort of density of, of population, I think. I mean, you're not going like, to, it's not like, you know, set in the rural area, right? Yeah, also because she forgets cranberries and they bump into each other at a late night shop, which would only be open in the city space. That implies some kind of 24 hour supermarket, doesn't it? And it's probably not one of those sort of ones with the enormous car park that you have to drive to off, off a trunk road. So Yeah, I think it's like a Sainsbury's local. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or one of those kind of little independent shops they have in New- where, where you can get like coffee for a dollar in New York. Yeah, City like a bodega right? kind of. Yeah. Okay, so we've solved that one. Yeah. You got you got any songs for the list? The Coventry Carol. That's pretty. Oh, there you go. That's a city. Yeah. So that's a beautiful carol. I like. Well, I really like listening to the kind of nine lessons in carols. Very traditional. You know, choristers in Westminster Cathedral, which I guess are all oriented. So it was sung on the radio from City Spaces. I'm really reaching here, aren't I? I think maybe it's a short playlist. Maybe it's quite a short playlist. But that's good because, as we know, people in cities are very busy. Yeah. Yeah, so we should probably get on with the rest of the podcast. We should. So, John, let's look back at the burning trash fire of 2016. What was your favourite City Metric moment amongst the smouldering remains? I mean, probably... Well, my favourite City Metric moment was probably the bit where I got to drive, uh, pretend to drive a train. Have you... You've not talked about this much on the podcast. No, yet. I haven't. Should we talk about that? Okay, yeah, so... So, so uh, there is actually a story about... Like, I met someone, uh, quite a drunk PR from, from uh, Virgin Trains at, at our Labour conference party. Hi, Soph, if you're listening. Um, and she was desperately looking for um, Jim Waterson at BuzzFeed because she wanted to get uh, one, one of Britain's sort of leading transport nerd journalists to, to go on a train and then write about it. And I shamelessly stole this idea before Jim heard anything about it. And said, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jim, if you're listening. Yeah. I think Jim might actually listen to this podcast, actually, because so, he's asked to come on it sometimes. So... Um, Sorry, Jim, but I did steal that from you. But it was great. Yeah, no, I got I got to sit up front on a train from from London to Stoke on Trent, and like the the driver who is I, I I get the impression they very carefully cast the driver when picking which service to, to let me ride up front on. Was pointed out the signal box that his dad would take him when he was a kid, so they could watch the trains go by. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I think they they, they chose you specifically. It, it most it mostly taught me that I could never actually be a train driver, even if I wanted to because I lack the concentration span. But they wouldn't let you drive the train anyway. They wouldn't. They wouldn't let me press the buttons. They let me sit in the seat and kind of pose like, you know, like I, it's such a smug-looking picture of me. It's amazing. <laughs> I wasn't even conscious of doing that smug face, but I looked so pleased with myself. So this is your beautiful early Christmas present from Virgin Trains. Do yeah. You, do you have any other city metric moments you'd like to revisit as we draw this year to the close okay the, well at the start of the year i i found myself 
um, randomly on BBC London News, walking around, pretending to be lost in central London while staring at a map uh, because of a silly article I'd written uh, about how Crossrail needed to change the names of all its stations. Can I just say to our listeners, if you've not seen this clip, if there's any way you can get hold of it, do, because it's tremendous. Sadly, I don't think it exists on the internet. I, I think there's a lot of screenshots taken there are by screenshots. <laughs> me amongst the people. Anyway. But it's wonderful, because John is outside Farringdon Tube, which is about ten metres from our old office, pretending to be... <laughs> pretending I don't know where I am. <laughs> We, had to sp- we spent most of the- we spent about four or five hours on this, going all over central London, so that I could kind of walk around and ostentatiously scratch my head. Um, <laughs> I'm really sorry the clip to that is lost. This may be the worst news yet of 2016. Yeah, it's a great tragedy. The other thing that happened in, in sort of my, my, my burgeoning transport nerd career um, was like, I've, for, for a few years now, I've been get, getting like slightly sad that I've never got to go on Radio 4, just because we always listen to Radio 4 in our house, and I know lots of people who go out all the time, and it was beginning to feel like a gap in my career, and I was getting snotty about that. And eventually, they got me on to talk about the bloody tube map. And there was no <laughs> there was no news hook for this. Like, I thought there'd be like some kind of panel discussion or like you know some stuff, but there was nothing. It was just like let's get John on to talk about the tube map for five minutes on a Saturday morning, um, which was one of the more surreal experiences. So that's 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 basically the story of my my 2016. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's like this is... Speaking of tube maps, would you like your surprise yet? Oh, God. She's been on about this for like a week and a half. This is like... I've made you a surprise. Okay. It's a piece of paper. I feel like this is... this is. I can see lots of bullet points. I'm slightly nervous about this. Okay. Everybody, welcome to the 2016 City Metric Christmas Quiz. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> the first round is about... Metros. The first round? How many uh, rounds are there? There are four rounds. Okay. <laughs> it's just, I mean, okay. The first round is about metros. All right. Question one. Which metro has the longest metro system by route length? Um, probably Shanghai. It is Shanghai. Well done. Question two. Which is the busiest? 
Tokyo? I think it is, but it might be somewhere in China. I didn't write all the answers down. <laughs> I think that I, I see a flaw in this quiz. I see a flaw in this quiz. I think I remember the rest of them, though. Wh- which has the most stations? Um, I've got an idea that's Seoul, but I'm not sure. It's New York City. Ah. And which is the oldest? London. Which is the second oldest? It's somewhere really random. It is somewhere really random. It's not, it's not Glasgow, is it? No, it's Budapest. <sighs> Which popular drinking game destination is the third oldest? Popular drinking game destination? I'll give you a hint, it's the one you just said. Is it Glasgow? It is Glasgow. Why Do you not know about drinking... the... Because it's completely circular, yeah. so it's very it's a common thing to do to do, do a drink at every stop because it's relatively small. It's just one. Yeah, and it's, it's like they call it the Clockwork Orange. They do. Yeah. They also this really irritates me. They pretend to have two lines, but they don't. They, they don't have, have two lines. They have one line going in two directions. They do. Yeah. Also, I'm really scared of their stations. So every time I'm in Glasgow, if I've had more than one drink, because they're very close together. And contained, and the platforms feel quite narrow, and there's tubes on both sides, so I just assume I'm going to fall in and die. So do you have to use the train between stations when I think that's the idea, is that you then get off at every stop and have a drink. But wouldn't it be quicker to walk? Probably. Okay. But that's not in the spirit of it. All right, okay. Next question. Well, round two is about tube maps. Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to nail this one. You're going to nail this. Which is the southernmost tube station? Morden. Which has the funniest terminal station name? The funniest terminal station name? Yeah. I don't think this is an objective question. It is an objective question. I don't think it is. I... it is. Um, 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 I'm working around them. Um, High Barnet isn't very funny. Edgeware's not very funny. Cockfosters. It is Cockfosters. Well done. Which stations are connected by the Emirates airline? Um, Well, they they call it like Emirates Emirates Victoria Dock and Emirates... Um, O2 or something. But what are the like real stations at the Oh, um, it's North Greenwich and Royal Victoria. Perfect. Which of these is not a disused railway station? City Road, Wood Lane, or Church Street? Wood Lane. No, Church Street. Wood Lane. Wood Lane. They reopened Wood Lane. Did they reopen Wood Lane? Yeah, that's what threw me. Yeah, there is a Wood Lane station now, which is basically just White City. But a lot of these closed ones, there is a closed station and a new station. Uh, I suppose. Also, like, they opened Wood Lane a couple of years ago, and the reason... It's basically just an interchange for White City, and the reason they don't call it White City is because it's for the fire brigade. Mm. Because, like, if there's an emergency... If, like, a tube station is on fire, you kind of want to know which building it is. So, so they won't give adjacent buildings the same name anymore. That's really... So there you go. Yeah. See, this is a lovely present. Is, you get to tell yeah. me all sorts of facts. Yeah. Which station is objectively the worst to change at? Green Park. Oh, I would say Bank. Okay, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. Which is the coolest disused railway in London? Oh, the post office railway. No, it's the London Necropolis Railway used to funnel corpses and mourners between London and Brockwood Cemetery in Surrey. Okay, that is cooler. It's cold, even. Yeah. The third round is about city facts. Okay. The city of Berezniki in Russia is home to the world's largest what? I've literally never heard of it, so... It's a sinkhole. Oh, massive sinkhole. Well, I don't love sinkholes. You Um, do love sinkholes. Oh, before we move on from the sinkhole, I'm just going to mention, you know, we often make jokes about the strange smell in this basement when we do the podcasting. Is it a sinkhole? Um, No, but you know the way part of the corridor is closed? Mm. Ceiling fell in. Because of rotten mould and... Yeah, there appears to be a leak somewhere. Oh. So 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 we kind of have a... That's that's that mystery. And you'll notice the smell now is less bad. 
The smell is less bad. Yeah, so there we go. But still not gone. No. But anyway, moving on. Question two in the City Facts round. Which city has a population of only 824? The Vatican City. It is the Vatican City. Where is TV sitcom Frasier set? Seattle. Of which city... Oh, I have a Seattle fact. Go on. You know the um, the monorail which sometimes pops up in Frasier? Mm. And I always got the impression that this was like a key part of the Seattle transport network. It's not. It's basically the, the cable car again. It's like this tiny touristy thing that goes for like half a kilometre that you would never actually use except if your purpose is to say, I went on the Seattle monorail. <laughs> and I think that Frasier lied to me. Okay. I think we should do a segment about monorails in the new year because I have a monorail, lot... Monorail, 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 monorail. I have a lot of thoughts about the Barcelona um, skyline as well. Oh, I love Barcelona. Okay, cool. Okay. Of which city's aquarium did Matthew Norman say in 2014, this gigantic aquarium, the world's first submarium, is one of the very few millennium projects that could be called a success by anyone not tripping on acid? To UK City. UK City of a big aquarium. Um, Liverpool? It's Hull. Hull. Never been to Hull. I I'm trying to, Hull. to... Like, there are, there are, I think, 62 cities on the Centre for, uh, for Cities database we use on our data stories, uh, and I've only been to about half of them. I'm gradually sort of trying to work down the list. Maybe we should make this a project, because you look so much like James May. I think we could make a very top-gear spin-off. I don't look so much like James May. I look a little bit like James May. You look more like James May than any other person I've ever met, apart from James May. OK, well, we're going to have words about this later as well. Question five. Which two teams feature in the famous Istanbul derby known as the Eternal Rivalry? I just wanted to put in a football question for you. I think we both know I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I think you'll do better with the next round. Okay. It's the Galway Goat round. Awesome. Question- this will be like third podcast round we talk about that <laughs> bloody goat. I love the goat. Sarah got me like a tiny goat. It was Did like you? a boy holding a tiny goat for Christmas. We went Did to she I- then burn it in front of you? No. <laughs> we went to, well, we went to Ikea the other day and you can get to the, what are basically like toilet roll tubes with wool around them in goat form. <laughs> And after an hour in Ikea, I started finding this very comforting and started carrying one around with me. But anyway. Have you been to Winter Wonderland yet, or is that still to come? No, I got out of it. You got out of it? I I pointed out that actually it was hell, and we always hated it, so we went to, we just did drinks on the South Bank instead, where there's also a terrible Christmas market, but you can actually leave it quite easily. John, I'm so proud of you. For for those of you who haven't listened to our past couple of podcasts, we've been talking a lot about the fact that John has been on the hook to go to the world's saddest Christmas Thing it's, ever. it's never fun. No, like, it's just it's never terrible. Ever fun. It's terrible. And it's always like I'm really enjoying seeing all my friends. I would just rather I was doing it anywhere else in the world. You just, I just think if you can avoid mechanical statues of Germans in your Christmas, you should. Yeah. Golly, go around. Come on. Question one: How was the goat destroyed in 1970? <laughs> was 1970 the year it was kicked to pieces? No. Um, then I don't know. Two drunk teenagers set it on fire. Mm. How was the goat destroyed in 1976? Um, burnt. It was hit by a car. Ah. What was special about 1979? The goat survived? There were two goats. The first goat burned prior to being erected and the second one broke. Ah, okay. What happened to the 1983 goat? Burnt. Its legs were destroyed. <laughs> Question five. What happened to the 2011 goat, even though it was sprayed with water to create an ice coating? It, 
it was set on fire. What happened to the 2013 goat, even though it was soaked in a flame retardant? It was set on fire. And in between, what happened to the goat in 2012? It survived. It was set on fire. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I I was so sure there was going to be a trick question in here. No, it's all just burning goats. Okay. That is the end of the City Metric Christmas quiz. Thank you for playing, John. I think you did pretty well. I think you did pretty well. I I wasn't totting up your scores as we went along, but I'm sure keen listeners will be telling you how they compared. Excellent. Um, To wrap up, something I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit is I've been looking at the stats for this podcast. Ooh. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, we do all right. You know, there's, there's, there's a few of you. There's, frankly, more of you than I feel we deserve <laughs> in many ways. But, yeah, and one of the things that strikes me looking at the stats, I was just trying to get them up on my phone, but I turned on flight mode to record the podcast, and so I can't. Just, <laughs> this is very... This is particularly good radio, <laughs> this bit. But, yeah, so... Probably unsurprisingly, a big chunk of our listeners are in the UK. I don't think that. And the next biggest country is the US. I don't think those are any surprise. But the funny thing is, you get below that, and we've got listeners in some quite surprising places. We have a listener in Tehran. We've got, uh, we've got a few, I think, in Tirana, in Albania. Hey. Hello, um, Tehran. We're quite big in, in Tokyo and Hong Kong. Hello, Tokyo. Hello. Um... Um, yeah, I mean, basically, I was just thinking it would be nice to hear from some of you guys. Like, we used to have a segment that we ran the... Not every week, it kind of depended on whether anyone could be bothered to do anything for us, but we would just get a listener to kind of tell us about their city, so... And generally, the people most keen to do that were other podcasters who are obviously trying to promote their own, so we had the Bellennials talk about living in Berlin, we had someone talk about Singapore, we had uh, Lyman Stone talking about Washington, D.C., um... But what I'd be interested in is just like, you know, if you're the person in Tehran who listens to the Skylines, get in touch. Just tell us, tell us who you are. Um, um, tell us something about Tehran. Because I'd just kind of like to know who we're talking to. That's all. That's if, your job for 2017. If you live in a city that isn't London, New York, Manchester, or any other of the cities that we talk about regularly, yeah. please do drop us a line. We are on Twitter. We are at John Elledge, at Stephanie Boland, at Citymetric. And we spend all day passing around on there because we're journalists. So. Yeah, that's basically... I mean, at this point, I'm really just a Twitter account with some meat hanging off the back, so... <laughs> so please do get in touch. John, what are you looking forward to in 2017? I think there is a non-zero chance that Andy Burnham is against the odds going to lose the race to become mayor of Greater Manchester, and that will fill, that will fill me with joy. How about you? Well, <laughs> everything else has just left my head now you've said that. <laughs> that would be the ultimate 2017 thing. But no, new travels. I think we should try and go to more of the cities on that list that we've not been to yet. Yeah. And chat to more of our readers and get out and about. I think also at some point we should probably sort of really stick our head in the noose and do a live one of these. I think we should do a live yeah. one of these. Would you come to a live City Metric podcast again? Tweet at us and maybe we'll put something together. Probably in a pub. Definitely in a pub. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.